Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Cook here, and on tonight's episode, episode two of Chatter with Steve, my guest's name is Nathan Harp. Nathan is, believe it or not, a professional rodeo clown. He hates being called a rodeo clown. He is actually called a professional bullfighter. Nathan is the guy that stands in the rodeo arena and keeps the bull riders from getting into a soup sandwich. Um, Nathan is a longtime friend of mine. Our moms cut hair together many, many, many years ago, and me and Nathan uh, were childhood friends, then uh, became friends again after we moved back to the same hometown, um, remained friends through high school, and then were roommates in college. Um, we're very close friends. Nathan is um, basically travels all across the United States, going to different rodeos, different bullfights, and things like that. I thought that maybe the um, bullfighting world would be something completely different. We talk a little bit about um how bullfights are and a little bit about rodeos, um, some things that exciting stories and things like that. Um, also talk a little bit about the economic side of rodeos and things, um, that pertain to the financial side of, um, bullfighting, how he makes money and things like that. So a pretty cool episode with my good friend, Nathan Harp coming up right now. Boom. Three, two, one, recording, go. Say your name and why the police are looking for you. My name is Nathan Harp, N-A-T-H-A-N-H-A-R-P. Dude. Professional. Do you like to be called a bullfighter or rodeo clown? Bullfighter. Dude, does when people call you a rodeo clown, does it make you mad? It used to, like... I'm like, no, I don't tell the jokes. I don't get in the barrel, but like, <laughs> I don't. I, I realized, was gonna say I don't wear a skirt, but yeah, I realized like true. where the um, that like you know, thirty years ago, forty years ago, whenever it was like we were rodeo clowns, and then I started realize the history behind it, and that like people are just kind of behind on times and don't realize what they're saying. So so now have cool a little more grace about it, I guess. Thank goodness, because yeah. I don't want you to be mad at me because yeah. I only call you a rodeo clown. Because when you and say bullfighter, they're like, huh? So he's a matador? Does he kill exactly. the bulls? Is there a key? Kind of a negative connotation. Yes. Dude, Do does it like blow people's mind every time you meet a complete stranger? They're like, where do you work? Yeah, they're like, you what? Tell me. You're crazy. Yeah, that's what, no, you're crazy. No, that's seriously what I'm doing. Tell me the exact conversation every time. So I actually I just had it yesterday. I was at uh getting the oil changed in the truck and <laughs> guys like so uh you know he's asked me like he saw that I had an OSU hat on. I was like, "Yeah, I graduated from OSU." He's like, "Well, are you using your degree?" I'm like, "Actually, no." Yeah, kind of. It's ag. Yeah. <laughs> I do business in ag. I am in the ag industry. Yeah. I was like, "No, I actually rodeo for a living." He's like, "Well, what part of the rodeo?" I'm like, "Well, I'm a bullfighter." You're crazy. Yeah, yeah, I guess, whatever, you know. And then he started telling me that, like, he was a driver's ed teacher. I'm like, you're crazy. You get in a car <laughs> with somebody that doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> with a vehicle that can also <laughs> yeah. kill you. No, I mean, I, I get to do what I love. You, you, most people drive an hour to work, work eight hours, and drive an hour home. And it's a job they hate where it's something I get to travel the, the country. And, and it's something that 
you know, I, I get to do. So I'm very thankful for it. How do you even get started in that? You told me one time, didn't you go to a camp? Yeah. So like, did you ever like grow up into like a, a rodeo family? So it's kind of something they did, you know, that their dad did, the grandpa did. Um, I so never. They're really, already doing it by the time they're like yeah, six. Yeah, like they they grow up around it. So they, I mean, even if they don't rope, they they find something else that they pick up that they like or are good at. Where like I didn't really grow up into a rodeo family, but as a kid, I loved rodeo. I loved going to the bull ridings, going to the lazy e and watching bull nanza, things like That's that. A customer, shout out. Yeah, no big deal. And then. Uh, uh, when I was about 15, there was a guy at right next to the middle school in Tuttle that uh, he'd buck occasionally. And so some of the guys that I knew, like Road Bulls, so I was like, I want to go over there. Well, I went over there, and he told so me about So did you initially school. just want to ride? No, I never oh, wanted to ride. really? Yeah, like as a kid, I, I did mud bust <clears throat> and things like that, but never really got, like, serious about it. Like, even I went to a youth rodeo deal and did, like, a bareback riding once, but like I held on with both hands, you know, and then like I was signed up for the steer riding and I didn't even get on. And like I, there was a guy up. there that let me kind of like dress up as a, a rodeo clown and I thought I was really doing it, you know, chasing the sheep at like 10 years old and <laughs> living the good life. So you really started that young? Yeah. I, I mean, like then, but then I never did it again mm. until I was like 15 or 16. But that planted the seed? Yeah. And then, then I went to a, a school and learned the fundamentals. Uh, got hooked a lot, and then this with the guy, the instructor there, he got me hooked up with a, a rodeo company that uh, does like small rodeos around Oklahoma, uh, Rock and R, Rusty Moreland, and so I did his kind of during the summer when I was supposed to be playing football. You know, during I remember. The, yeah, yeah. That's how I first found out. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it was our Didn't senior I this, year. I think I saw my the, senior year. What I call a skirt. Yeah, and I was like, what is that? Well, no, because I had the big bruise. <laughs> So I got hooked on like a a Friday night and like my leg just completely black. And then we had like. Was it right before football season? It was right. It was in the spring. So it was like right before we did like our camp. So right before Tulsa or wherever we went. So if somebody's listening that doesn't understand like Tuttle football, like you weren't even allowed to like. You weren't even allowed to be like in a school club besides football, much less another yeah, sport it, that could potentially hurt you. If if he would have known what I was doing, I would have not only probably been. Did you ever tell him? Not a starter, no. But uh, somebody told him later, like three two years later, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "What the heck?" You know. <laughs> yeah. So I had a big bruise. So you had I, this monster bruise, and didn't weren't all the coaches like asking you how you yeah. got hurt? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I was it, like, oh, it must have been in kickoff like or something. It looked like you got in an explosion <laughs> in the military or something. Yeah. You yeah. got ripped. And then like, another time, uh, that same year, right before senior season, I got stepped on it and the dew claw like went in the back of my leg and I had to have staples. Well, this was like during Tiger Pride and I told him that I was climbing the, like a, a <laughs> barbed wire fence and like fell in the fence and it, it got caught, you know, and thankfully they here. believed it. And, but yeah, I wouldn't have been able to play. But So I go over to your house. Weren't we like picking something up or? I wanted to show you the video. <gasps> no, 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 no. Oh yeah. So somehow you're like, you're I like, can I be honest with you? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. our lockers are next to each other. Yeah. So you're like, can I be honest with you? Yeah, I got to tell you a secret. Yeah, <laughs> like, didn't you like tell me like I was bullfighting or something? I was like, what is that? You're like, like a rodeo clown. And I was like, I, was, I like didn't really believe you. Yeah. And I remember going over to your house and you still had all your or like you were either gonna go to one or you like just yeah. got back order. All the stuff was like laying out. And yeah. I was like, you're being serious. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, and That's then so like funny. the so like my last 
like promo video or highlight I put up, like actually that video where I got the bruise is on it. Because what? Do you, why would you put that on there? And then like getting blown like up in football or something? It ties in with like the theme I had for like the video, but yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. that was. But disgusting. then after I guess after high school, I needed something to kind of fill our time because, like you said, like football is such a big part of it. So I started kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. Got Did you get pretty serious at the end of high school, like after football? Yeah, I'd say like January 2019 is when I say I really started because that's when I I got serious about it. I you said 19, you yeah, mean like or 09, sorry. 09, yeah, yeah, start 09. Ten, dude. Yeah, and started hanging around the right people. Started going to practice pen, and just kind of God just kind of kept opening the right doors for me. Did uh, so is that how like you just go one rodeo leads to another type of deal? Just like everything else, pretty much. Yeah, so like I, I did the the rodeos for those that guy, and then uh, like I said, I kind of got around the right guys, and then they kind of got me into freestyle bull fights, which is like the competition side of it, and uh, started doing those. wasn't too bad at it, and uh, those really kind of helped get your name out there. So like, so people go there to somewhat recruit. Right, right. So like, uh, I mean, a freestyle competition is the part of the the bullfighting career that you um, actually get to kind of be the star. You know, I mean, like cowboy protection, you're just there to save the cowboy. It's Behind not about you. You know, you're you're more of a uh, a personnel than you are like the, the, the star. The main event. Right, exactly. So the, the freestyle bullfighting, it's where you get to show out you versus a, a fighting bull. And How do you – what's the time again? It's 40 seconds, 60 seconds. So you got to at least go 40 seconds to get a score, and then you have to mandatory 60 or 60 is the cutoff. Cut off. Yep. And so. And then there's how many rounds? Uh, it or just what are depends, they called? like the bullfight, like long round, short round. But usually it's like usually a long round and a short round. So there might be 15 guys, and they take the top five back. Dude, like it round. seems like if you would have said, because I've like seen several of them. Yeah. If you would have asked me, because I forgot how long they are, I would have said they were like five minutes. Yeah. Or three, like I was guessing three minutes in my head. Yeah, that's great. Like it feels like forever. Like as a spectator, yeah. I can imagine like in there. <laughs> yeah, where you're. Does it feel like one. forever? Sometimes. I mean, what like especially like the first few, you're like, oh my gosh, is that forty second whistle? Because you're winded come? and stuff too, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're constantly running, driving. I mean, like juking, jiving, like you would imagine a, a football player doing. It's like a sixty second football play. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like. You if you're a running for, back and you have the ball. Yeah, exactly. Where the, like they stop at 10 seconds and like if they're tackled the play's over. Where if 10 seconds if we get hooked, the bull doesn't say, "Okay, you you you're, you're down. I'm going to let you up." Like he stays on top of you until oh. somebody else comes and gets him off of you. So That's yeah, it's nuts. Crazy. Did so after that, do you pretty much like do that just to get your name out and then it does that side like talk about the economics. Does that side is that strictly because, like, you can win money, right? Right, right. That's so, not part – you don't plan on, like, that as, like, part of I your mean, economics, do you? Right now, since there's been such a big, like, resurgence of freestyle bullfights, there is guys now that do just freestyle, where there's some guys that just do protection. Really? Or there's guys that do both. Like, I never wanted to freestyle. I said, I'm just a protection guy. But then, like, I did it and fell in love with it, but realized that it was such a big way to get your name out there. And – Honestly, when you're doing those smaller rodeos, you're not making much. Where if you go to those bullfights and you do well, you can win a lot of money to you know provide for yourself or if you have a family. 
And so I started out. Do they pay pretty deep, like first through fifth or something, or is it like first Um, only? Or it depends on the bullfight. Some of them will just pay the short rounds. Some of them won't pay last place in the long rounds, but pay a little bit in the second, or they might all pay a little bit, and then most of the money those in the short round. I mean, because that's where if you do good, you should be paid for your. How is it? Is it is it like elimination or whatever? Like how does that work? So usually they have three guys in a round. So say there's 15 guys, they'll have. Five, five rounds. rounds of three guys, and then the top guy in each round will move forward to the short round. Gotcha. But, yeah, so you, you don't the short really round ever, is what, 30 seconds? No, it's the same amount of time. So uh, same 40, they'll just call it short round. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, mm, that makes yeah, no sense. That's kind of how I, I guess I got started was doing the – I'm not started, but doing the small rodeos, doing the bullfights, started to get my name out there, started to pick up a little bit more rodeos, started – that's when I also kind of went – Freestyle was taken off is when I got my PRCA card and my PBR card, which is the the bigger associations for you know bullfighting, bull riding. Why do you have to have those? Just like everything, like that, just kind of shows. Yeah, just kind of these to are the make guys sure you these guys are from. qualified. You know, I mean, if otherwise those stock contractors, if they're hiring for the rodeos, they might just go get the first guy that they can find. It gives them a list to go off. Right, of right, right, right. They got to say, okay, this guy's at least qualified to do PRCA. How do you get that? Uh, so the PRCA is a lot harder evaluation. It's uh, you have to send in, uh, you have to have. Or when I was when I was going through the process, you had to have two signatures from guys Dude, that had worked at NFR. You just gave it back in my day. Yeah. Well, it's changed. It's changed. <laughs> You're getting so old, dude. The game's changed. Well, here, I mean, <laughs> these guys these days are not legit. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say that. Go I'm just ahead. saying back in your day, because I, I know it. for sure how it was back then. You had to have two NFR bullfighter sign and one NFR barrelman sign, and then you send in five hundred dollars and five like amateur rodeos that you have, and then huh. they'll send an evaluator out to come evaluate you. So the hardest part for for me was like they come signatures. to a rodeo and watch you. Yeah, so they'll come to like one of those amateur <laughs> rodeos that you have, watch you, see if they feel what? like you're qualified. Dang. At that point, you either are or you're not. If you're denied, then you can send in another five hundred and other your what? signatures. Yeah, they don't give you your money back. No. No. Did you get accepted your first time? Yeah. Oh. And then uh, th- at that point, you Why? Buy you said getting someone to sign on it's the hardest? Yeah. Why? I mean, because... You don't just have a buddy I mean, that'll like... Well, you have to have NFR bullfighters that have worked at NFR, so there's not as many, a big list. And they don't want to uh, sign on people because that's like saying... that's like <clears throat> I vouch for them. Yeah, I vouch for this person. Uh, so, I mean, you don't want to vouch for a guy that is on the fence the whole time when somebody else is getting hooked. You know what I mean? Is there any like low-key like... He's really good, and I don't want to sign him, so because uh, I'm afraid I'm sure, he's gonna. But I mean, you can go to guys that are retired and oh, get signatures. So from it's him. any anybody ever. that has ever worked the NFL, not current. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. like in yeah. the past year or anything. And who knows, there might be, but I, the, the guys that are currently still card holders, like they they want to see competition come in that is you know good for the sport, right? But, yeah, and then at that point you got to have your permit, and on your permit you have to work five rodeos that are PRC sanctioned. At that point. You uh, have evaluation sent to all the people you worked with at those rodeos, the announcer, the bullfighter, the barrelman, and they can vouch for you or say that you know what? this guy wasn't doing he a good job. He showed up drunk or something. Yeah, or? yeah, exactly. Whoa. So, and then at that point, you either denied or accepted, and then you at that point you have your card. So you have the potential to boot. Oh, so that's a one-time deal, not an ongoing. Well, it depends on if you get. It. If you get a complaint, they can kick you out though. Yeah, and then Whoa. you got to start the process over. But if once you're accepted with your card, then you're a cardholder. After that, we don't really have like a process of like, okay, after five years, we should reevaluate these guys. It's once you're a card carrier, you're a card carrier. What's the biggest rodeo you've done? 
Uh, I'd say the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Because of the amount of people or the money? Uh, just because I'd say it's both. Probably the both. Really? Um, Don't if you I'm do that like, like pretty much every capacity, year? I'd probably say uh, uh, I did a bullfight in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was like where the Minnesota Wild played. So like, and then this place was packed out. Probably held you know ten, fifteen thousand people. But as far as as far if as you that need to goes, take that, you no, I'm good. <laughs> Just Dude, wanted to show. Tell them you're recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> take a phone call on the answer podcast. It, answer it and say you're doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, Is it no. Caleb? No. Oh, At this time, it was a San Diego number. <laughs> uh, do you get like, not stage fright, but like. Is it extra adrenaline, or do you get adrenaline no matter what because of the bull? I mean, it's. I mean, with the job, like you get <laughs> adrenaline. Like so, like I was saying, Fort Worth, just because like it used to be, uh, it's twenty one days long, and it used to be thirty four performances in twenty one days. So like we'd have days that were three days. We'd have the last week was like two days, and so it it, it was a lot. And so you you got to get your adrenaline up, and then s- sit down and wait for the next performance. Adrenaline up, and those days are really taxing. Not just because of you know possibly getting hooked or you know running from the bulls it's because you're adrenaline you got to get that adrenaline up and then you let it off and then up and it just takes so much out of you but uh uh so yeah it's crazy i guess as far as the the um the adrenaline goes dude that would be nuts on like no one does anything like like that is not i guess other rodeo people but there is nothing like that compares to like because even, like, other sports, like, you don't, like, actually get... I guess in, like, football, you could, like, actually get hurt if you weren't right paying attention. <laughs> but... Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. On the... Like, as far as, like, the big rodeos, do you like... Like, the bullfights that have more people there, do you like those better than, like, just regular rodeos where you're just doing protection stuff? Uh... It just depends because, like, right now in my career, I, I still do a little bit of freestyling. Like, at most – not most. I'd say probably half my rodeos I, like, sell the you rodeo. You still do half? No, I'm saying, like, at half the rodeos, like, we <laughs> sell the rodeo, which is, like, we still turn out a, a Spanish-bred fighting bull, and we still kind of do uh, a bullfight to, you know, we'll make a few rounds, but go to the barrel. But it's like, kind of an entertainment yeah, deal yeah. in the middle of the – Excuse me. And there's, like – Three of us, two or three of us, however many. So it's and not all just, three of y'all stay out yeah, there. Yeah, so oh. we all stay out there. So it's not as crazy, but we still do it. Kind of gets your fix. Yeah, I, I mean, so I still do that, but like this year, I only went to one bullfight. Next year, you know, I don't have any of them wrote down. Oh, so you're not doing like hardly any bullfights? No, I've kind of started phasing them out since like, dude, it's because 2017. You get old. I'm older just say now. It. Older, dude. I'm, older. dude. I'm, I'm a middle aged bullfighter. Are you really, <laughs> yeah. dude? I figured you're like oldest. No. <laughs> No, heck no. There's like guys in there like. Well, the, uh, I you're mean, thirty. Are you thirty yet? Uh, Twenty nine. When's your birthday? March. Yeah, dude. You're close. <laughs> Just around the corner. Do you like? Is that the thing? Like, that's how you get your name out there. Like a bunch of eighteen year olds do that, and then. Well, you I slow mean, down. There's, there's still guys that are, you know, like said, still doing it. It just depends kind of if you start getting those rodeos or not that, you know, you can start backing off or you're so busy that you don't have time to freestyle. So that's kind of where I'm at is that I've got a good lineup of rodeos and stay enough busy that I really don't have to to provide. 
I, I still do it to enjoy it, but I don't have to do it to, to pay the bills now. So, right. Yeah. How do the economics work as far as the rodeos that you go to versus like sponsors versus like bullfights and all that? Like, like clearly like a big portion of your money comes from like, just like going to actual rodeos, like being that, right? Yeah. So um, like percentage wise, I guess you're asking like sponsored money versus like rodeo, like what I get paid for the rodeos actually. Yeah. I mean like, cause like, cause like I feel like in the other stuff, like, I don't know, I guess like all those jackpots and stuff like that, you can, <laughs> you can uh, make like a significant amount of money if you win, but like the majority of those people seem like they're making like at least half their money from sponsors. I would imagine, I, yeah. you know what I mean? But like uh, the majority of yours comes from like the actual rodeos, right? Yeah. So uh, for <coughs> me, I, I don't have very many sponsors that actually give me money. I'm more of a product guy right now. Here's your chance, dude. Yeah. So if you need anybody, <laughs> uh, I got plenty of places on my baggies for sponsors. <laughs> I got a skirt spot for you. <laughs> dude, if you made a video saying I got a skirt spot for you, for your business, Tell me that wouldn't sell. <laughs> well, I was hoping, you know, cook feed right there on the back. Whatever. Dude, feed stores have nothing to do with radius. You <laughs> yeah. know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were we talking about? Lazy ear there? I don't know. Well, talk to him. <laughs> I can tell you to talk to him. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, but anyway, so I'd say 100% of mine comes from uh, the rodeos. Uh, but, you know, the, the difference between me and, say, a freestyle guy or from <clears throat> your normal rodeo contestant is when i'm doing cowboy protection i go in knowing what i'm making that performance where they go in they have uh, to compete to make that money or else they don't make anything that night so dude so like which i guess that's just a gamble you have to like take into account like if you go to wherever like you can walk away empty hand not only empty handed but like you spend a lot of money to get there and all that oh yeah right? i mean like a lot of those contestants or even freestyle guys i mean you go to a bullfight and you, it's one where it doesn't pay anything. You end up lasting around, and so all the money's in the short round. Well, heck, I drove all the way to Washington and made nothing, or I'm last paid two hundred fifty bucks. Well, that might cover your travel. It probably won't. So <laughs> if you slept in your car, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's it's so is that why people kind of phase those out if they can? Yeah, I mean. I'd say that like right now the the freestyle in is at its biggest since 2000. And it's because of what BFO is doing and taking the sport to a whole nother it's level. It's still around. Yeah, <laughs> and so like this last week it it finished up the finals with along like during the same time the NFR was going out there and they paid you know uh, the the guy that won the BFO average finals he won twenty thousand for fighting you know four or five bulls and then the guy that won the year in he didn't even win the finals but he won the year in and he won fifty thousand. so i mean like there's still a lot of money you can go Whoa. yeah win in freestyle bullfighting right now and probably the most that there's there's been since you know the 2000s like fifty thousand in bfo bucks you can buy a hoodie with it you can buy a <laughs> <laughs> there's yo-yos <laughs> slinkies we got all kinds of stuff <laughs> those little clapper things <laughs> whatever you want you got fifty thousand to spend <laughs> Uh, did the, like, <clears throat> as far as how, <laughs> what are you doing there, guy? Just playing. <laughs> you Play with my yo-yo. <laughs> you want to adjust it? No, I'm good. The, uh, as far as like, like when you got hurt, was that the worst, like most recently, was that the worst you'd ever been hurt? 
Or the longest you were out, I guess. Uh, no, so my last injury was my arm, and I was only out six weeks. That was your worst injury? No. As for, oh. That was, you asked the longest, I thought. Oh. What's the longest? Uh, my knee. So I was out six months with that one. And for us, you know, most rodeo contestants and personnel, if, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. You know, unless you do have that sponsor money to to cover cost and which if you're out six months they're like uh well and that just depends on if <laughs> how great of people they are or not you know shows you how find bad a of a sponsor i would be cause yeah like, well and and there's people that are like spot. that but there might be like the ones that understand you know the the, the dangers of the sport and understand that y- if you're not working you're not getting paid so they understand how important that sponsor dollar is right when you're at home but yeah i was out six months with that one uh with the acl mcl meniscus all three? Yeah. Dude, I guess I don't like I mean I remember it, but I guess I just didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Was that your worst? Uh, from bullfighting, yeah, it's been my worst one. Thankfully that's that's it, you know. Was it the most painful? At the time, no. I mean after surgery it was for you know What was your most painful wreck? Ooh. What do you call it? What's probably the technical? ribs. I broke some ribs last spring. That was probably because it was happening like the fifth bull out, and it was at a bull ride. And so we still had four or thirty-five other bulls oh, to buck. It was at a ride, not a freestyle deal. Yeah, so it was <laughs> at a, a bull ride, and so they had forty guys out, and it was a two-day deal. So this was the first night I broke it on the fifth bull of the out. first night. Yeah, and I went out. The guy taped my ribs, and I went back and finished, and then had the next night. And so it that one was kind of a you know a long, but it was just <laughs> dude. We have employees that go home because they're tired. I can't yeah. imagine. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't get paid if I don't work. So, well, they don't either. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, did uh, so that was the most painful because you like had to keep going. Uh, was yeah, that just and, a freak accident or something? No, that's the one that uh, <clears throat> you seen the video where he, like he threw me up into the bug and shoots. Oh, so the bug and shoots is what actually? No, actually, it, it was, was him. him. Like he broke my vest. He hit me that hard. Yeah, wow. but I would say that just because ribs are such so close to your heart, that that's the most like painful place. Uh, the arm it hurt, but it wasn't the worst. Like I was okay. The knee, like I said, like when I did the knee. Do you know like when it happens, or do you have so much adrenaline? You're like, no, I know. it takes a few hours. And like, oh really? Like I don't do well with blood needles. Like I'll pass out, and like when I something is seriously <laughs> wrong, like I'll about pass out. Oh, so like it's that low pain tolerance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> low pain tolerance. That's it. But yeah, so I I, I kind of know when stuff's wrong, and like I mean, I know that you haven't told many of your fans this because I listened to the first one, but like you live with DJ, you live with me, you live with Blake. Well, you know, I know that Blake plays with for the Cowboys, but I'm really the Don't best you athlete. Dare give Blake a shout I'm, out. Oh, okay, I'm the best athlete. As long as you humble I know that you want to say that. Blake is since he plays in the NFL. I've never said that. I'm the better athlete. I'm the I best mean. entrepreneur athlete. Tell DJ. <laughs> Tell DJ. Dude, let's not say anything to him. It'll be a test. DJ, if you heard this episode two, send me a text right now. This will be a test. Yeah. I'll see how long it takes for him to listen to it. <laughs> we'll see if he's subscribed. Uh... Worst Rex. <clears throat> How do sponsors work? Um, it depends. Uh, Everybody's different. Yeah, everybody wants to give you product, huh? Uh, it depends. Like, like I said, like the the 
the people that I have, I'm thankful for, and they provide, uh, you know, product. But, uh, you know, some people do product and dollar money. <clears throat> and some people, like, will Is do... Is that what they call money? Dollar money? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of monopoly money. I mean, you got to tell the difference or else people oh, are like... Oh, right. They would yeah. think you're talking about fake money. Yeah, you got to check that. <laughs> the I mean, four people that listen to it might be confused. <laughs> well, now they know. Now they know. <laughs> Go ahead. Thanks for listening, Mom. <laughs> DJ. And DJ, if he's listening. Uh, how does that? How does the product deal work? Is it you just make a like judgment call, like oh, I like this brand anyways, or do you not try to do this? But yeah, you honestly, you have it it just depends. Like right now, where <laughs> I'm at, like I'm fine with the rodeos I have. Like obviously, it'd be nice to have sponsors, but I'm gonna be more picky and choosy and, and depending on what. Because you have somebody do. to make happy, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's like getting a boss, pretty much, right? Right, exactly. So I mean, it. it how involved are they? Uh, it depends company to company. Like I've had, I've heard horror stories of people that were just terrible to work with. And I've heard others that like are so hands off. They don't even know whether they have your, the, your logos or their logos on you, you know? So. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I was trying to click a deal, but it's okay. I forgot where it's at. Anyways, keep multitasking, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> I'll record this conversation and listen to it later. <clears throat> uh, so as far as your favorite rodeo, what is it? I got a lot of favorites for a lot of different reasons, especially Dude, if they're all do listening. Do not PR this program. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, you dare, you politician. So I like, I like uh, Fort Worth <clears throat> because of the, the prestige of the rodeo and like it was – such an Ironman competition just to get through it. I mean, like you said, 34 performances in 21 days. Uh, <laughs> you done the per hour what you make? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't want to? No. You're worried? <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably my favorite like summer rodeo is Caldwell, Idaho, and it's just because for five nights, Tuesday through Saturday, it is a packed house with people that just love rodeo. Where is it up? Excited. Caldwell, Idaho. It's right next to Boise. <clears throat> and er, You do a bunch yeah. up north, huh? Yeah. Like more than you would think, or more like than during I would the think. summer, yeah. Ah. So like winter, I'm mainly like Texas and Arizona, and then once summer kicks off, you know Wyoming, uh, Utah, Colorado, California, Oregon, Dang. Idaho. Do you mostly fly or drive? It depends. Like depends on how it works how out far? on the route. Yeah. Oh, you're usually going from rodeo to rodeo, or do you like go out, come back, go out? No, I usually rodeo to rodeo. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Because I mean economically like you said like it doesn't make sense to excuse me fly to utah fly home fly to colorado fly home like you know i mean but um if i'm there for four days then it makes sense to just stay there an extra two days and go to the next one that's another four days so makes sense Hmm. yeah hmm i don't know what else Mm. how long you been talking when's your cutoff uh 20 more minutes six Six? Yeah. What time is it? Five forty. I still got you another twenty minutes. Yeah. Just need more questions. I mean, I figured you'd be full of conversation, so that's my first podcast. I don't know what to do. It's only my second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hmm. Do you go? Uh, When are you gonna step in front of a a bull? Yeah. It can be small. Probably run to the bulls. No. You need to come, and we'll get I you I would like, like to go to Mexico to, like, watch that. It, I would like to go see, like, a, No, I'd like would to go like to, like, to go Spain. And 
two things. See the Matadors. I'd like to see that, and I would also like to see the Iditarod, the dog sled race. Ooh, that'd be cool. I legit looked it up last. Me and Blake were gonna go. Like, is that Alaska? mm -hmm, In March, but it kind of, it kind of uh, is a bad time of the year for busy season. So, yeah, same here. That doesn't work out. So those are the two things. So if you want to schedule the Matador deal. Well, I'm talking about when like is that? Uh, freestyle one. Oh, like, me? Yeah. I don't know. The arena's right across from my house. If you could yeah. bring. I work out there occasionally. Can you bring a calf or something? Yeah, I wouldn't bring anything big. Just something that knock you down. Something that could something that could rough me up and not kill me? Yeah. That's what most like the school bulls we do are like 600 to 1,000 pounds. So like they, they'll hook you and knock you down, but they're not going to kill you. Dude, but like the bullfights I've been to. And like somebody's terrible, yeah. I'm like, oh man, this guy's so slow. He's gonna get creamed. And then I'm like, but he's fast compared to you know. I'm yeah. like, I would just be like, the main thing is just no straight line running, and you'll be okay. <laughs> and don't like go to <laughs> that the fence. Sounds like super like yeah. It's so easy. Hypothetically, that sounds so like don't run in a straight. Yeah, right. But I mean, that's the deal. It, it's really like making a circle with a bull really isn't that hard, but it's telling your mind to do it when your mind's telling you to run. Like in just a keep line. running straight. Yeah. yeah. Get over the fence. We're <laughs> safe. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, your body's like flight. Let's go. Do you ever go to like, uh, you know, the rodeo in Tuttle still has those like, what do they call it? The ring of fire deal. Yeah. Do you ever go to those and just like dominate? No, but or are you afraid you're going to get that. hurt? I did do that. Like in, I feel like I watched you the one time you like, yeah, it. like 10 or 11. I uh, think we were together. Yeah. Or I was there and you were there. Maybe. Yeah. So I did it like once or twice, like earlier did in you my win? career. One time I, me and a friend, like we made a plan that he was going to distract the bull. Cause it was me and him towards the end. And he's like, I'll take it. We'll split the money. I'm like, deal. And then another time I entered and I didn't win, but yeah, it's a lot How harder to stay in a little circle. How much is things. the money? Like fifty bucks, hundred. What? Bucks. Get yeah. out! Oh, it's not worth it then. No. Oh dang! You're like, I'm not here trying to compete for twenty thousand. <laughs> You're like, what's the prize? And they're like fifty bucks. You're like, what? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> they're like, why? Who are you? Like, Nobody. <laughs> you think? Did they know who you were? Uh-uh. Uh. You think they get mad if you? They know. Uh, maybe. I guess not if you didn't win. They'd be yeah. like, ha, sucker. Yeah, it shows you. <laughs> Did you get run over? Mm, I got hooked, but he didn't get me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Was there a bunch of people there watching you? I don't know. No, I mean, like, were you with like, a big... No, 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 like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. like 20 friends or something. No. I don't know how you roll. A posse. <laughs> you roll 20 people deep, usually. <laughs> um, Did you go to the NFR? Uh, yeah, I went out there for, like, we have a convention out there, like, the Tuesday. Did you set Wednesday. up a booth and everything? Yeah. So I set a booth. Does that work out good? Um, most people, like, ask that question, like, was it worth it? Did you book any rodeos? And most of the time, like, you don't go out there to book rodeos. You just go out there to, uh, you know, meet people that, in network, that could be important in three to five years. You know, you might make, make somebody in, you know, 19 that in 2022 – it's much more marketing than sales. Right, right. It's just making relationships, building friendships with these people that are hot looking to hire that might, like, oh, I'm not looking for anybody this year, but their bullfighter hot, uh, retires in 2022. And they're like, oh, hey, I remember talking to that guy. Let's see what he's got, you know, the third week in June. Is know? there a lot of uh, bullfighters that go out there? Uh, There is and there isn't. Like, 
I'd say like the bulk of the PRCA, as far as bullfighters go, I'd say that there's probably 60, 70% that like get a booth and probably the rest don't go out there, whether it's because, you know, they're 60 new. or 70% yeah. of the PRCA. Uh, that's like a lot, isn't it? I know, say, but yeah. that's a lot, isn't it? I mean, that's 70 guys probably. And maybe not that I'm probably way overshooting it because like looking through all the booths, I'd say that there's probably 30 bullfighters that get a booth. So probably way lower than that. Dude, you're just talking yourself through this. As I we know. Speak. I'm <laughs> counting the guys as we go every row. No. So did they put y'all all together? No. So like, uh, that'd be you, awkward. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- there's you're like, years. sir, over here. Yeah. There's like when we first started going, or I first started going, like me and one of my friends, we, we were right next to each other. And so like, Hey, I can't go this weekend, but this guy can, you know, we'd kind of mm, help each other out. We work together? Yeah. Dude, screw that. I'm way too cutthroat. <laughs> well, that's why I moved. I'm not next to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did he get sketchy or did you? <laughs> he did. He got sketchy? Yeah. Yeah, that's no. That's why I had to move away. He what? That's why I had to move away. He got started getting a little too competitive, huh? Yeah. Dude, tell me the story. I can't. <laughs> He might be listening right Get now. Get the heck I out mean, of here. No, he's not. <laughs> if he stole rodeos from me, he didn't like you that much. He's not enough to listen to an underground uh, podcast. <laughs> one of my groomsmen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I was your best man. <laughs> that's right. Wasn't I? Wasn't? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Dude, I started. I was like, wait, maybe I wasn't. No, I think I was. <laughs> yeah, are. I held the ring. Yeah. Yeah, that was my job. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Uh, hmm. What else? You helped me book a rodeo today. That was nice of you. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, how do you get into the PBR? PBR, you got to have a card, um, and they have a little bit of a different evaluation process. And then um, they're trying you, to do like some bullfighting stuff too, right? Uh, they do do some at their events, yes. Um, but so, so it's just like, like in between the rides. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I've not been to it. Like the <laughs> BFO used to do them, and now it's like the AFB that goes to them. But used to it was like. Right before the long round and the short round, they would do the bullfights or something like that, like as a, a filler of time. Right. But uh, so the PBR is just kind of like rodeos. You know, you got to get your name out there, start getting hired. Uh, the guys that work the PBR that you see on TV, the Unleashed the Beast Tour, they are voted on by the top uh, 35 guys to 50. No, this year the top 100 voted. And so as far as uh, bull riders in the, the PBR. The top 50 bull riders vote on top the bullfighters? Yeah. And so they – they had like a, a list of guys, and they picked. Dude, their how top political six. is that? Uh, it depends. Do you just like, like buddy them up, and they do it, or they're like, "Screw you!" I don't do I, that. I care like, about. No, I, I'm saying like some might, but I, I don't do that. Uh, and I feel like too that I'd rather be able to look at myself in the mirror and know that I didn't stoop to that level. I'd rather let my work in the arena That's speak for sales. Itself. Is it not sales to you? No, not to me. It's <laughs> politicking, and I hate politicking. <laughs> But so you have to get voted in, but yeah, don't they the, take the way finals. more than like three? They take four guys to the PBR finals, and then the fifth but for like the whole season, like they use a bunch, right? Well, it or depends. Really. So like the Unleashed Beast Tour, they usually use just about four core guys, and then if they have like guys that have injuries or whatever, they'll use like the fifth and sixth guy. Um, the but the, four go and only three work it, or they only take three. They only take three, or they take four to the finals. But then throughout the year, they use three guys. So like the first, second, third guy get first choosing on all the events, and then the fourth guy will get the leftovers more or less. Uh, and then the they have so the PBR is kind of tiered like I would say like 
Major League Baseball. So they have majors. They got Triple A, Double A. So the velocity tour is like the Triple A, and that's where you you know if you do well, you get to move up, and if you start well at the Turn Pro, you get to go to the velocity and so forth. Well, the the guys that are fifth through say tenth, those guys get to do the velocity events, and they're the mm. like the, the lower tiered <laughs> events that the PBR does. And what's and that's what you're doing? Yeah. So I started out doing the Turn Pros, and now I mainly just do the velocities. Like I still do a couple like Turn Pros, but mainly the what comes the, to Oklahoma City. Uh, that's Unleash the Beast tour. Oh, it is. Yep. Oh, I thought it was velocity. Huh. Nope. And so, like, with that, do you, like, pretty much, <clears throat> do you have to, like, sell your soul for that, like, and cancel all of the rodeos, or do you, like... So, that... Because if you don't, are they like, okay, cool, see ya? Well, it, I don't think so. Like, I don't think you got to sell your soul. Like, how uh, do you do it? So, I, I, my rodeos are more consistent, so I book my rodeos because they're rodeos that I've had for, you know, going on six, seven years, some of them. Uh, so I do those and then, uh, I kind of use the, the velocities as fillers because, you know, I might work like last year I worked Wichita, Kansas this year. I might not work Wichita. So it's, it's a lot more like uh, changing. Whereas like, you know, you can count on your road. like, I can count on, uh, Fort Worth to be the last two weeks in January and the first week of, of February, you know, I've, I've been there since 2015. So I can kind of count on those where the other ones, like they might have Wichita this year or they might not have it next year or they do have it, but they hired three different guys. So it, it's a little bit uh, different changing as far Is as the money quite going. a bit better in the big one uh, for the Alicia beast tour. Yeah. Like it, it's definitely where you want to be as far as like the, the money and the exposure. I mean, you're on TV week in, week out. So oh, sponsors. So it helps you with rodeos oh, yeah. too. Oh, I mean, oh, and sponsors. Everything. I mean, like you But said, you're not wearing, I mean, like sponsors well, you, don't well, get publicity there though, right? Right. You can't wear their stuff because they make you wear their jersey and right. shorts. But you can wear hat patches and then like all social media. I mean, think about it because oh, like yeah. you're tagged in all their stuff. Well, PBR has 3 million followers. Plus so TV. Right. Exactly. So everything every little bit helps like that as far as that goes but yeah like the that's where i mean the bulk of your money and at that point you're only working you know friday saturday sunday usually so you can fly in fly out where how does that do they cover everything and or is it like you're an independent like they independent contract so they pay so they you pay amount. you flat and then yeah you, you got to figure out how to get, you there. get there you got to figure out how to uh <laughs> you know where you're staying what food you're eating that's up to you so you don't get like a per diem or anything like that. Like you're just paid paid a, a flat rate, and then hey, you, you got to take out. No your matter expenses. where you're going. I mean, that's with my rodeos. That's with bull rides. Everything. That's kind of how it is. Is like, uh, you know, when you book. But it, they don't like. I know this one's in Florida, but like, I live in Oklahoma. It's like. Well, that's it's uh, that's this. up to you booking it. You know, like hey. Oh, so don't book it if you don't want. Yeah, it. if, if oh. you can't make money on it, don't book it. But does that make a man? Mm, it depends. You know, I mean, like, like the the rodeo guys. It's each rodeo is individually hired by that that committee that puts on the rodeo. So like the people that hire at Ponca City aren't the same ones that hire at, at Fort Worth and, and so uh, forth. But the PBR, they're hired by the same people. So, but they pay well enough that it's worthwhile to to go. Like I I, I booked some of those today, so I'm going to uh, Maryland. I'm going to uh, South Carolina. You can uh, go to Kansas, Maryland North and still like yeah. That's crazy. Because, I mean, those deals pay so good that, like, you can go it fly in, sense. fly in, fly home, and still make good enough money. And, and they know that. Like, they know what it takes to get there. They know what it takes that you should be making. So they kind of have it figured in, too, because, you know, right. they want the right guys going to take Is care of Is that how guys. the bull riders go, too? 
So bull riders, or do you even know that side? Like of bull riders, you got to start out, you know, like your lower lower level rodeos, you know, and more or less that you don't have to start there, but it's better because the the, the stock level is usually way lower, so it's better to get your basics figured out, and then once you got that, then you can start going to you know buy your PRCA card, buy your PBR card, but you don't get to just automatically start getting to enter the the biggest rodeos where they put all the money in it or the the unleash the beast tour you got to store start at the tour and pros for the pbr like collect points or money right, or something right, right? and in the prca <laughs> they have uh qualifications so you got to get your qualifications up well that means you got to start winning rodeos so you got to win the, the the small 500 added rodeos and then they'll start letting you enter the better rodeos well if you do well with those then you can start entering the the big rodeos and stuff like that and the pbr it's the same way you know if you win a tour and pro then they start letting you in the velocities well if you win a velocity like the winner of the velocity event each one gets like a, a buy to the unleash the beast huh. tour. but yeah like the the uh, pbr uses points where the prca for their uh bull riders they uh they money, money right yeah. yeah how do you how do you get to uh bullfight at the nfr so the top 20 bull riders uh get to vote on who they want so they get a list of guys that have worked eight rodeos with a minimum of 20 performances and they select the three guys that they want each each bull rider does that and then at that point they make a short list of the top five vote getters and then at that point they make those guys vote again that way if there's any outliers or whatever those guys get to vote and then from there the the top three vote getters are the ones that get to work the nfr whoa huh that's crazy. So it's different every year. So it has nothing to do with money or no, no. For bull, oh. bull bullfighters, it's strictly what the bull riders want for uh, them. You know the guys, and they said that used to it used to be politics, but I feel like now that the the guys that are going are the guys that are the the top three going. You know off yeah. of, off because those guys aren't. They don't want the guys that are washing their vans or something. They want the guys that are there to. Um, protect them because that there's so much money to be won at the NFR now that they want the top guys there to keep them safe. Because it's ten days long. I mean, yeah. you're getting on a bull if at least. They get hurt once. on day two. Yeah, I mean, you want the guy that's going to be able to save your bacon so you can get on around three through <laughs> ten. You know, yeah. if it was round two. So, uh, it, it's dude. It, have you ever had like, uh, like I know you have, but like, what's the craziest uh, deal where they get hung up in the like while they're riding, yeah. like you know, so like uh, a hang up. That? There's two different types of hang ups. There's a hang up where their hang, their hand rolls over in the rope, and they're in a bind where you have to get up and kind of get their arm out of that bind and pull that rope and it'll come loose. Which those used to be river, used to be like the worst thing, but now there's spur hang ups where their spur will get usually wrapped around. Same or, thing in the rope. Yeah, but usually not at the handle. It's usually it's like, like the X. Yeah, in the tail. And that's bad because at that point, there's not usually a whole lot of you going in there and getting them unhung. It's you either cut the rope or you get enough weight on them that they'll come undone. And there's these knives that we could carry around now that have or a hook knife. Used to, like, hey, there's a spur hang up, throw me your pocket knife. Well, that's dangerous to the animal, to us, to the guy hung up. The dude's leg. Yeah. yeah. So now they have these hook knives that we figured out, and people use it, or like uh, paramedics use them because it's a seatbelt cutter. We sell them. Oh, do you? Yeah, well, like Those people like use them for cutters. horses. Well, like for horses to cut, like they wrap their legs and stuff uh-huh. for races. Yeah, and like a horse will kick you or yeah. shake or whatever. So same thing, like it's yeah. real dangerous. So it's just like I don't know if you remember, like the old vet wrap. Yeah, or not vet wrap, but like wrap when you wrap your ankles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like you slide the. Yeah. It's just like that. 
Well, so like mm-hmm. ours is folded up like a knife, so it you don't even see that there is a blade, and then you huh. have to pull it out. And that way, it's better for us, so that way we don't accidentally like say we oh. got hooked doing something else, you know. And oh got, shoot! Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So it, it helps us that way, but yeah, spur hams are by far the worst, and uh, I don't know. It's been a while since we've had one that's just been super bad. I remember like watching like the old PBR tapes and there being a spur hamp that lasts for like a minute or two just Dude. because they didn't have the knives back then. So they were waiting for somebody <laughs> to throw them a pocket knife and there's a guy laying on them trying to put enough. Because sometimes if you get enough weight, like two of you, like if it's half itch or something, you can pull it or something. But if it's through there most of the time, you're not going to be able to just weight it down and pull it. You need something to cut it. and That's what it was. But yeah, it was long so you haven't even had one that was that bad not in a while no thankfully but i mean it would have made for a really good story so that's what i was going for nothing huh have you ever had to use a knife do you even carry one yeah i carry one uh dude what if you told all that so actually we had one at a school i did i forgot about this in september see this is what i'm looking for go ahead uh is the kid so okay? So we were doing a jackpot. Is the kid okay? Yeah. He's okay. Fine. All right, go ahead. He got on more bulls after that, so it was a jackpot. Oh. And uh, he got bucked off, and, like, the, the bullfighters stepped in, did their job, and, like, I was just instructed, so I wasn't actually in. And then I realized that he was uh, hung up, so I reached for my knife while I stepped in there, and the bull's head came around, so I stepped at his head and just held him. Well, the, the bull ride instructor, he saw it. He came out with his pocket knife. Thankfully, he didn't cut anybody, and his knife was super dull. But, I mean, still uh-huh. the point will do something yeah. even it is dull. But he got down there and was going to cut on it, and his just his weight on the guy got the guy loose. But it was it was probably a 10, 15-second spur hang-up, but it felt like a minute or two. Like, it felt like forever. But he only made, like, one or two you know, rounds. Dude, of how scary would that be on the? Oh, I mean, because you're helpless. Like being, he- yeah. Oh. yeah. Dude, I was at an amateur deal. It was like I don't think it was Tuttle, but like something like that. Yeah, somewhere around here. It might have been no, like because you would have remembered it. But it was like same thing. And I'm like, dude, at some of those smaller rodos, you know. Then I'm yeah. like freaking out. I'm like, is there anyone like? Like, not to be right. rude, but, like, very legit here that's going to know, you know. Right. And, I mean, like, all that's going through my head, and the dude's just, like, dangling there like a rag doll. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. But I can't imagine how scary that'd be. Plus, your head's, like, down there by his feet. Like, dude. Yeah, because you're being Just drugged. staring at his knees and his. <laughs> you're being drugged like this, so it's not like you're able to protect yourself. You're uh, just kind of along for the ride. Dude. It makes me sick thinking about it. Whereas, like, if it's a hand in the rope hang up like you at least kind of can like you're still help there yourself yeah. a little bit <clears throat> yeah that one's not as i mean like that sucks but like you said like you're still your feet or you're you know you're still upright right. you can stand your feet hopefully most time. still upright yeah but i guess man yeah that would that'd be terrible does uh who gets hurt more you think bull riders or bullfighters uh dude surely riders i would say probably riders um, just because like we're in a little bit more control, we're on our feet where they're on the bull's back, you know, not every time they get off, they're in a lot of con- can control the situation, oh, how they're going to fall and stuff. Yeah. 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 Do you think a lot of people get, fall, get hurt falling, like just like hitting the ground or do you it think depends. it's mostly like getting stepped on and stuff? Step on oh, feet, really? feet hurt way worse. I mean, think about it, like if you 
fall to the ground unless oh, like, the, the pressure. Ground, yeah, the, the ground's. I mean, unless it's just super hard, then it's like hitting concrete, and that makes it a lot. Oh harder. yeah, you're in an arena that's pretty. Yeah, so depending, you know, like some arenas are real deep, they drag it, so like it, it's more cushiony. Where some of them they make it like barely scratch it so the bulls can buck a little bit better <laughs> well those are very hard on you you know if you land on your head you're gonna go to sleep but uh mm-hmm. do most people wear helmets now i would say so. it's not and a law right like no, there is yet. one that uh like at a certain year like say 90 or 2000 we'll say say 2000s a year that if you're born above 2000 you always have to wear a helmet really so even in the pr or prc and pbr i think or at least pbr what? Yep. why do they do that just because safety. I mean, helmets But I'm are, saying, why do they not just say everyone has to? Cause because some dudes are like, well, I've always booked in a hat. Right, exactly. I've always wore a, a, a hat. So, it's I mean, my lucky and a helmet hat. is different, you know, and if... It, oh, they're such, saying it like jacks with their... Yeah, because, I mean, it's Because the mask and stuff? You no, know, just the weight. Like, I mean, and sometimes a mask, but it's an extra 10 pounds on your head. And you. this is, I mean, if you ride bulls, it's all about balance. So, if, if you have that helmet... Uh, it can throw you off when but you're not used still, to. It. Like I think you could get used to it. Like it's probably bogus, but right. But at the same time, but they're like, like here's a compromise. I respect that. I feel like it should be your decision. You know, I mean, yeah. In my opinion, I think helmets. So it'll be phased out like pretty soon. I mean, yeah. Or and, and I think it's just PBR. It might be the PRCA too, but yeah, like you have to be, whatever the date is, you have to start the horse stuff, dude. It's like, like now it's like law at the track, of course, like yeah. jockeys and but even like the exercise right, like all them. Yeah. But it's getting to like even like if you're just like riding your horse, people are like, You're an idiot not wearing a I mean, it's like getting to where like people are yeah. like, Dude, you're stupid you know. Yeah. It's crazy how much like that's progressed in the last ten, fifteen years or something. Yeah. That is nuts. But did uh like when people uh get bucked off and stuff do you ever like? Are they like? I broke my leg, and you're like, "Sorry, dude." Like, does the do those conversations happen? So I always wondered that. A like, really funny one. It's not. <laughs> it's funny now, but it wasn't at the time. So I was in a bull fight, and one of my good buddies, Cody Emerson, he was fighting his bull. He got hooked, and it looked weird, but not that weird. He got to. The, he got hooked down, and which he's right like hilarious. Head. Like just like saying like, "Hey, how's it going?" Is hilarious. For yeah. Him. So he got hooked down, and the bull left him, and he was right by the fence, and he was trying to climb it, but he couldn't because he his leg was broke. He's like, <laughs> dude, my leg's broke. I'm like, what? And I'm looking down at him. Well, I lost track of where the bull was. <laughs> bull comes back and hooks him up against the fence. <laughs> so it was kind of my fault. Like, I should have been taking the bull elsewhere and helping him, but I was Was he telling on... you my leg broke <laughs> yeah. to, like, get you to distract him, or was he just, like, telling he you? He was telling me, like, his leg was broke. Oh, just, like, friend of, to, like. To, like, help, or, like. Hey, I need help and up and over. <laughs> and you're and like, I okay, been, do you want me to go get a doctor? Not, oh, the <laughs> bull's coming. Watch out. You know. <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah, like, we'll have, like, us, like, me and the other bullfighter, like, we'll have conversations beforehand, like, hey, this guy, he's riding with a broke leg, or hey, this guy, he gets knocked out pretty easy. And, and oh, then, so like, you, like, kind of, like, yeah, we kind of know the guys well enough. And then, like, say if somebody does get knocked out, like, hey, he's down, well, we'll go to the bull and try to lead him and take him somewhere else. And, do something with him. Gotcha. So he has time to get up or for him to wake up, if that's the case. Do you always tell him good job, or what's your I what's your post game speech, or do you just not talk to him? It depends. I guess. Oh, like, I want to know. Like, what does it depend on? If they did good or not? Yeah. Are you like a genuine guy? Like, if they didn't do good, you're not gonna say anything. Yeah, I'm not gonna say good. Dude, job. I get on to Lindy about that all the time. She's like, like tell people, you know, like whatever's, and I'm like, no, like. 
if I say <laughs> good, no, I'm not going to be a jerk. And be like, let me be honest with you, you know, but I'm going to be like, I'm not going to say a word if somebody tells me like, like if I'm going to tell somebody something, it's going to be the truth. It's not going to be like, yeah. I'm just telling you for, to no, be nice. I, like if they didn't try <laughs> and stuff like that, like I don't even talk to him. Like, Cause if oh you can tell like yeah I can tell if a guy's looking off or trying hard or not and if they don't try hard it's like you're putting me at jeopardy for like I don't mind saving a guy that tries really hard but if you don't try like you're putting me at jeopardy doing a job that you don't even care if you're out there for so why do so I have to just give hundred percent don't if, come yeah, yeah exactly I mean stay at home if you're not gonna try hmm. I'm sorry that happens you I mean I'm sorry it sounds it's like okay. you're still upset I'm at all those uh, guys it's pet peeve sorry <laughs> dude. All coming clean, episode yeah. two. Yeah, man. I mean, just pour your heart out. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> um. Okay. Time's up. Yeah, it's been fun. What do you want to say? I mean, give all your shout outs I feel now. like you need to figure out a question for like, you ask every guy. To end? Yeah. Now's our chance. I know. So what's your question? But you have to ask this to everyone. Like, that comes on. Dude, this is so much pressure on the spot. Okay, I, question I, well, of the day. To tell you what if it's a really good question? And then you're bum-fuzzled. I don't know. Okay. But it has to be universal. Exactly. You can't just Okay. Be. What is your... Ooh, here we go. <laughs> oh. What's your goal for this year coming up? Uh, uh, this is going to be tough because it's about to be well, in the new year. What's your goal for What's your goal for the next few months? For... Next 12 months. Next 12 months? Okay. Well, I'm saying, what if I interview someone next month and I'm like, what's your goal for 2040? <laughs> They're like. "Uh, Well, for me, like, I think 2020, like the end of 2020. Is that what you're talking about? No. Like, what's your goal for the next year or so? Goal for the next year is circuit finals NFR 2020. What? Circuit finals? Yes. I'm going to start politicking for you. I know you hate it, but, no. ah, dude, that's how I can get you there. <laughs> no. Let me politic for want. you. I I'll campaign. It. I don't want it. I'll campaign, dude. I don't want it. I'll be like, yeah, is this Billy? And they're, they're like, did you guys get that call from some guy that's campaigning for the... You'll it was an anonymous like, number. Yeah, a private number. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't okay. want that. I'll make it happen. No, I'm good. Thank you. All right, we'll work on it. No, we'll talk later. Hey, good luck on your goal. Cool. Next we're year. not doing that. I'll buy plane we're, tickets. We're talking serious. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, if, yeah. This if is that happens, serious. you gotta come. You're still in laugh mode. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And I was, that was a genuine. It's tough for me to give compliments. So thank you. I appreciate that. But those were real sentiments. That meant a lot. Appreciate being a part of your podcast, dude. Episode two. Episode two. You're building the founding blocks of my episodes. Remember me <coughs> when you get big. I will. Okay. I'll have you back on for the hundred and second episode <laughs> in seven years. Oh. Will podcast be a big thing back in seven years? Better be. Radio will be gone. Everybody will just listen to podcasts. I honestly believe that. I still listen to radio a little bit. I, dude, you're like, don't get me started on how you're an old Sports man. Sports talk radio. Yeah, you're like, if I want to know what the 70-year-olds are doing, I just ask you. <laughs> Give me a call. Yeah, I'll be driving the I'm same like, hey, Nate, I'm trying to remarket to like retired people and like people that are stuck in their ways. Um, what do you do? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I gotta, I can help you <laughs> with that. You. You're like, oh, okay. So what I do is I listen to radio <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Turn on the old radio box. Uh, so I drink my coffee and look at the newspaper. You don't even drink coffee. Yeah, I don't get drink out coffee. of here. Cool. Podcast over. Bye. Bye.